Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out nhte.net and be sure you are subscribing to this podcast. If you're already doing so, thank you. And do tell your friends to do so as well. I'm always looking to build the audience more and more, and you can help play a part in that. Besides nhte.net, you can also find the show on iTunes, which is Apple Podcasts, as well as Spotify and lots of other podcast platforms. There are links to now hear this entertainment on at least a half dozen podcast apps at nhte.net. The show is on a whole bunch more, though, so don't worry if you don't see your favorite one on there. Look for this show almost anywhere that you get podcasts. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Los Angeles, my guest is a singer, songwriter, guitar player who gained national recognition in 2014 when he was in the top five on season 13 of American Idol. That same year, he released his debut EP, working with a Grammy Award-winning producer. He has also worked with a Grammy-nominated engineer, and he has co-headlined an event with the Doobie Brothers, War, and Jefferson Starship. He also had one of his original songs debut at the Sundance Film Festival. You've been hearing a song of his called You. It's my pleasure to welcome to now hear this entertainment, Sam Wolf. Hey, Bruce. How's it going? Good, Sam. Welcome. It's good to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you bet. Let's start off by having you first talk about that song of yours that we were just playing called You. Yeah, so I wrote that in 2016, and um, it's weird. I have like a kind of a strange writing process. Sometimes I don't really know what I'm writing about until ideas come out, and like until like towards the end, kind of. But um, so yeah, I wrote that song "You" and started as just like this acoustic riff and threw some words over it. It's about someone, but um, yeah, I mean, I was excited to get that out there and i'm just trying to put out more music now so when you say it's about someone do you mean i don't want to disclose who it's about or it's just kind of meant to be for the listener's interpretation as to who it's about yeah it's more the listener's interpretation but um yeah (laughs) so when you say that your process that you described that you don't really know what it's going to come out as do you mean that you don't kind of sit down with an intention of this is a subject I want to write about. This is a direction I want to go in. Just clarify that a little bit further. Yeah, well, I didn't. Well, I meant like, sort of said it, it varies, but for that particular song, um, I just kind of put down on paper what was in my, like, what I kind of first came out of my mouth and then kind of build on from there. And at the end, it kind of made more sense to where everything was kind of, it kind of all flows together somehow without me even realizing it. But then mm-hmm. other times, you know, it's, I have an idea to start with, and I'll just go from there. Gotcha. Yeah, I can actually see that now that you described it a little bit further. I, I get it, and I can see how you just want to get out what's in your head, and it's like it doesn't really matter what it comes out as right now. I just don't want to forget this idea. And Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Well, before we get going here, for my own sanity, set the record straight here, because I just said that you're calling in from Los Angeles but your music page on Facebook lists Boston under current location. Your Twitter does say Los Angeles. You tweeted on Christmas Day, if 
from somewhere in Michigan. And then I've also seen some stuff that would imply that you're in Bradenton, Florida. So if nothing else, wow, <laughs> you sure get around. So w- w- what's up with all that? Well, um, let's see. So, I mean, I was living in Boston. I mean, just as of last week, I made the move out here to California from Boston. So I was in Boston the last like three years. Um, I have family in Florida who I see a lot. My grandparents have a sister there and my mom lives in Florida and then Detroit. My, uh, mom's parents, one of my grandparents and uh, then good friends still okay. live there who I okay. go see. So have you always lived in Boston until this move to Los Angeles or no? Um, I grew up, I forgot to mention that I grew up in Detroit. Okay. And then... Moved to Florida when I was like 11, lived there until I was 18, and then I moved to Boston. Wow. So I've kind of had some time in these place. And obviously American Idol films in Los Angeles, so it sounds like you were living in Florida at the time? Yep. During that time I was, and then as soon as I did the show, I stayed out here in California, which was pretty nice for that uh few months that the show went on for and yeah i mean since then i've been kind of telling myself that i was going to make the move out here and kind of just feel it out for a year or so but i finally uh decided that i was going to do it okay this year i'm gotcha. excited to be out here nice nice well listeners if you didn't hear my big announcement yet either on last week's episode or on this show's instagram account or in the weekly e-newsletter As the calendar was changing over to 2020, I overhauled the Patreon for this show, and you can now get bonus content that is ad-free only through that method and all for just 5 bucks a month. So Sam and I will be talking about even more over on there. Plus, there are already audio files up there from the last two NHTE episodes. Hit the show website, nhte.net, and then click on the orange-colored Support Us on Patreon button for access and more details. Uh, Sam, follow me on this one. Sure. One year ago this month, I interviewed Jessica Muse while I was out in Anaheim at the Winter NAM show. And not only will you and I each be at the Winter NAM show next week, but you were on the same season of American Idol as Jessica Muse. So <laughs> yeah. it's been a few years now, but take us back to that experience. Um. Yeah, so let's see. I met Jess, I remember... Like, as soon as it hit the live round, so I think it's, like, top 20 or something. Because um, it got whittled down every week. It was, like, so many people were cut. And then made it to the live rounds. I met Jeff. We were all, like, the top 10 of our season. Season 13 was really close. So between Jess, CJ, Alex Preston, Caleb, like, Dexter, we were all – A lot of, our season was pretty tight with each other, <laughs> which was cool. But just the American Idol experience in general, I'm sure you've probably rehashed this, but for the benefit of my listeners, so that they have some background on you, and obviously there's a whole lot more to Sam Wolf and Sam Wolf music than just American Idol, but for their benefit, just... You meant like the whole experience? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, well, I didn't really perform that much before. I didn't have that much experience performing before I was on the show, and so that was super nerve-wracking for me a lot of the a lot of my performances but each time it got easier and just like you know the repetition of getting on stage and doing these interviews 
I guess that was uh, like it helped me a lot grow and like be more comfortable with all that stuff. Um, it's crazy being around all those, you know, the judges and different people that came in each week to kind of mentor us. It was pretty crazy. A lot of it kind of, I don't even really remember. It just all went so fast, mm. you know. Um, but great experience overall. Do I understand that you were 17 at the time, 17 years old? Yep, I was. Wow. Wow. Yeah, but I got to leave my uh, senior year of high school, which was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that looking back that it was helpful that you were 17 as opposed to if you were 27, that maybe it would be, you know, you're a little more free-spirited when you're 17, you're not overthinking it as much, or is it, no, I wish yeah. I would have done that when I was a lot older? No, I'm glad I did it when I did it. And, I mean, a lot of, a lot of times when I see some of the people that have supported me at, like, my shows and stuff, they ask if I would ever, like, you know, try the voice or go do American Idol again, and I always am like... It's a great experience overall, but it's just a lot too, like a lot thrown at you at once. And one time was good for me. Glad I got it out of the way and um, gave me a little boost. But now I'm just trying to keep going with my own music and use that as a as a platform. Yeah, because if I'm not mistaken, you actually did an original song back then, even though you were only 17. Am I right? You already had original music back then. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I wrote my. I, I think I put out like one of my first songs when I was 15 or 16. And wow. So yeah, I sang one of those on the show, which was pretty cool. And I was taking a, taking a risk because I remember it was one of the rounds where you had to stay up and either learn a song and stay up all night or risk it and play an original. Mm. And I went with the original. <laughs> wow. Wow. So I could get some extra sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Smart, smart. By the way, listeners, yeah. on on the show page for Sam's episode on NHTE.net, I will put a link to my interview with Jessica Muse so you can go back and hear that. But so going back even further, Sam, so if you're saying that you might have been 15 when you were first putting out original music, so when did music start for you? When did you start, I guess, songwriting, but just everything because I introduced you as a singer, songwriter, guitar player. So what, at what age did you start doing each of those three things? Um, I've always, I've always sang. So that's, that's like the first thing was that I've loved singing since I was a little kid. And I, I mean, I always said that I wanted to be a singer. I think I had that part down. And then I picked up the guitar kind of later. Uh, I was, 14 or 15 I believe and took me took me a few years to kind of on and off of or not a few years maybe like a year or two to figure that out and once I had a few chords I started writing songs and then from there kind of still what I'm doing just trying to get better and practice and put out more songs but how does someone and obviously you specifically how does someone at such a young age I don't want to say be taken seriously for songwriting, but how do you say, look, this is something that I'm serious about and I need someone who's not going to look at the fact that I'm 14 and is going to help me get better at songwriting? Um, I don't, I, I wasn't really thinking about that. I kind of was like, I thought it was one of my songs was pretty good. And I don't know. I mean, I was listening, I based it off of the people that I kind of listened to. I mean, I was listening to a lot of Ed Sheeran and, Chris Daughtry and I kind of like drew inspiration from those guys 
when I was first starting to write and I had a song. I think one of mine was like kind of, that's some kind of vibe between those two. And I'm like, you know, this is kind of good. I think <laughs> from hearing, from hearing both of those guys and my own. Um, but I don't know. I kind of, you just got to put it out there even now. I mean, it, you don't really know if the song is good until you put it out and the audience has to decide still tough. But for you personally, did it get to a point where you did start, say, co-writing with somebody or working with... Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, so... Let's see. I, I went to school... So after American Idol, I went to Berkeley College of Music for a little while. Ah. Um, and that's where I kind of first started co-writing, collaborating with other producers that were in school and doing that kind of thing, which was great. I mean, I still... I mean, that's kind of my plan to do while I'm here, just collaborate and get my own songs out. But yeah, um, I started doing sessions when I was at school, and then from there, kind of just kept going. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, what about the NAM show next week? I was mentioning the connection that that's how I got to meet Jessica Muse, but I know you're going to be performing there. Is this your first time going to NAM? And then, I guess, regardless of what your answer is to that. What are you looking forward to at the NAM show? Yeah, it'll be my first time. Um, I mean, I, I know that there's, I, mean, I guess I'm excited to see a bunch of new uh, equipment, gear, guitars. I mean, I know there's artists that perform. Um, that's the main thing. I mean, I don't really know too much about it, but um, I was excited to be able to, get a spot there to for me to at least play a little acoustic set um and that's on friday at uh what time is it i think it's i should know the time but i don't honestly <laughs> <laughs> i'm excited to be there though listeners obviously i'll be giving out sam's website and social media you can look him up online in case by some chance you're going to be in that area but obviously, it is an exciting time, and it sounds to me like it's going to be just you and the guitar. Is that the case? Meaning, meaning no one else alongside you? Well, I'm going to start with guitar. I have a 40 minute set, so I'm going to play, you know, a few songs on my own, and then I'm going to bring up my friend who plays guitar. I um, mean, he plays piano, but he's going to play piano for me for a couple songs, and I'm just going to sing, and then he's going to play guitar. We're both going to play guitar, so it's going to be a little. Each couple songs we're gonna. This will be all <laughs> all Sam Wolf originals, yes. Um, no, mostly there will be Sam Wolf originals, but I'm also throwing in a few covers. Okay, okay. Well, listeners, speaking of the Nam Show, and for those that don't know, by the way, it's the National Association of Music Merchants. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while now, you know that this will be my fourth year in a row at the Winter NAMM Show in Anaheim, and that I've been to the last three Summer NAMM Shows in Nashville. TASCAM is always a major exhibitor at that event, where I record lots of episodes of NHTE using TASCAM equipment. Next week at NAMM, they will no doubt be showing off lots of gear, from mixers to handheld recorders to something like a high-res stereo master recorder. You've even heard me talk about using one of their units that allows me to capture pro audio for video. Whether you are a hobbyist or an independent artist or even a nationally touring act, Tascam has recording solutions for you. They've been in business worldwide for over 45 years, 
check out TASCAM.com. That's TASCAM.com and then find a dealer. Sam, I've been blessed to get listeners to this show from 150 countries around the world. For the benefit of those who are just being introduced to you, let's talk about your singing background specifically because it's said that you have pitch-perfect vocals. So when I read that, I wonder, is it something that you were born with or did you have formal training? And if so, when, where, and with who? Um, I think it's just something you're born with. I mean, I don't, I'm not, there's a difference, I think, the way that whoever wrote that for me, I know it's on my website, but it's like, I don't have perfect pitch, but I tend to, but I tend to stay on pitch when I'm singing. Like, um, so, I mean, I think it's just something you're born with. It's just, a, I guess it's just the ear, the way you, the way you hear things. And, um, yeah, I mean, just the amount of singing I've done, I think helps too, but I don't know if you could really, I guess you could train it, but I don't know. But so I think what I hear you saying is that you have not done formal training, say, with a voice coach or someone like that. Um, I have had I've had training, but it doesn't. The training I had was from an opera singer I had for three years, um, and this was from eighth grade to I think junior year, um, and it was to learn how to control my breathing and breathe to breathe properly and where to put the air and mm. not to be straining from the, in the throat and to sing more from the below, like in like the chest, not the chest, but like the diaphragm area. Yeah. So that really helped me, but not really with like, as far as pitch and stuff, that just was more of a technical breathing thing. But, um, that really helped me. Um, I think overall, but see, I'm a little surprised to hear the young age that you were when you had that, because, when you started to say, yeah, I had some, I was expecting you to say that when you went to Berkeley, that maybe you have had it there. So just talk a little bit more about your time studying at Berkeley. Um, it was very brief, <laughs> but um, I, boy, I had a singing coach, I remember, and it was like a once-a-week thing, and then I had these like kind of beginner um, theory classes, which... I was like in the very beginning levels because I don't really, I mean, I basically just kind of know the chords and I sing songs and stuff like that, but I never had any training as far as writing it out or, you know, so that part was, was interesting, but I went there mainly to connect with other artists uh. and musicians who were doing the same thing as me. And so that was the, the main reason. And the, I think the best, um, like I got most out of it from, from meeting other people and connecting. Versus the music, which is not, it's different for everyone, but for a singer-songwriter, like someone who's trying to, like, you know, be a performer-songwriter, everyone's got their own, you know, their own way or their own thing, but it's, I could not do the, the theory part wasn't for me. Maybe it was the fact that I was too young and didn't want to commit with it, but. Well, but I like your angle about meeting other people because it's not unlike what you said before about moving out to Los Angeles, that it's a great opportunity now to really immerse yourself in the music community there and meet more people face-to-face instead of long distance. Exactly. So then I said you were age 17 when you were on American Idol, and back in the intro I mentioned that the same year that you were on Idol is when you released your debut EP. So 
Clearly, that wasn't a coincidence, right? You strategically planned to release it in order to leverage the momentum from having been on national television? Um, I guess partially that was... I don't, it was so like, I had songs that I was writing when we were... Um, when we did the American Idol summer tour, you know, the top 10 goes around the U.S. Um, they did, we did like a 43-city summer tour, and I remember being on the bus you know, between performing and whatever and just trying to write songs. And so I had like a group of songs by the end of the tour and I was just like, yeah, let's record them. It wasn't really as planned as, I mean, it was, I did it at the right time definitely because you got to use it while you can. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't really strategically planned. kind of just happened <laughs> at the right time. It looks like it was, but it, but it actually just happened to fall in, in the right order. <laughs> At least for me, I wasn't thinking about that because I don't know. I was just maybe too young. Maybe my uncle, because I had people helping me with like setting everything up. They were probably like, "Yeah, you got to do this. You got to release this procedure." <laughs> <laughs> At which point, you just kind of shrug your shoulders and say, "Okay, sounds good." Yep, I'm <laughs> down to record. Let's do it. <laughs> Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is, I heard an interview where the guest said, oh, sorry, we're up here in a remote area where the cell reception isn't good. Unacceptable. You know when your interview is scheduled for, position yourself somewhere that you have a clear-sounding, stable connection that will be reliable for the duration of the interview. Don't risk an opportunity to promote whatever it is you want to be sure to talk about. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. That's really great to know, isn't it? Very helpful, right? Bruce gives out a tip just like that on every episode of this show, and there's an easy way to get all those that he gave out over the first 160 episodes. The ebook series called Bruce's Bonus Book contains four volumes, and they're all available for purchase and immediate download at www.brucesbonusbook.com. Order yours now for helpful tips that you can apply to your career right away. Well, Sam, how did you get the chance to work with a Grammy-winning producer and a Grammy-nominated engineer? Did you know one or both of them? How did you get connected with those guys? One of them um, I met for the first time, and then before, I mean, before that I found out that we had a cousin, and he's Dan, his name is Danny Bloom. He's the one that I worked my, with um, on my EP, and he produced it. But I've never, I didn't meet him before. But um, so we had that connection. Wow! I met up with him. Super cool guy. He lives in New York, Woodstock. And then the other person was a new, um, was just kind of like a random. I went to Germano Studios in New York City with um, another group of artists that go by the Como Brothers. And we were in this one of the studios, and this guy Kento was an engineer, and he kind of was like doing his thing, and then. Afterwards, I found out that he had all these, you know, accolations and delays. But see, I like that your answers to both of those questions were what they were, meaning that as I was preparing for this interview and I was seeing that information, I thought, well, he's probably going to tell me when I ask him 
that it was a product of having been on American Idol that you get exposed to those kind of people. And so ultimately, you do end up working with a Grammy-winning producer or a Grammy-nominated engineer. And I like that that wasn't the answer because, as we've talked about so, so many times on this show, listeners, hopefully you've been with me a long time and you know I appreciate that, but there have been a lot of guests on this show from American Idol, The Voice, America's Got Talent, The X Factor, and even winning isn't the be-all, end-all. So when you finish top 10, it doesn't mean that you automatically get handed connections to people of this yeah, stature. No so <laughs> it's it's great, Sam, that you were able to work with that level of producer, that level of engineer, and it had nothing to do with having been on Idol. Yeah, that was kind of just what kind of just happened along the way, which was just cool. So, <laughs> Well, let's bring things up closer to the present. First is, in 2019, you did a lot of private events and corporate events for the benefit of those who listen to this show because they are up-and-coming performers that want to learn from me and my guests, I'm curious, why did you do all those type of bookings last year? Was there a strategy to that approach rather than just doing traditional live show settings? Um, well, I guess the strategy was to you know, make a, as much money as I possibly can in one year to be able to survive one year in California. Ah. <laughs> No, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> um, well, no, I mean, I kind of like, so I was in like getting in the routine of doing a couple corporate events a week and, you know, the, the, the pay was fine and it was kind of getting me by because, I mean, I don't have a regular job. So I'm like, I'll keep taking these. And so an experience, you know, I met a couple people who would introduce me to different, uh, different businesses and then they'd want me for their events and stuff. So I kept kind of just, doing that and then um i guess it was just more because the opportunity was there i figured why not just take it for while they're coming in and then um yeah but this year i do want to focus more on my sam wolf concerts and music so yeah because obviously when you're doing corporate events and private events you're probably doing either 100 percent cover songs or like 98 percent cover songs Sure. Yeah, I mean, I've been lucky. Most of the most of the jobs I've done, um, they've been fine as far as like with me playing covers and originals. Um, but yeah, it's definitely different when it's it's my show or you know a certain someone show where they're playing all their own songs, and it's not like really a background thing like at a corporate event or depending on what it is, you know. Well, at the same time, it's no secret in the music business that corporate events, that private events, are good paying gigs that a lot of musicians, mm -hmm. a lot of performers would frankly rather have than playing a bar gig where you're competing with sports on television and the pay isn't that great. But I don't want to make this sound like it was a walk in the park for you. Were you getting these all on your own? Did you use a booking agency, multiple booking agencies? How were you able to get so many private and corporate events in 2019? Um, well, luckily I have someone who's helping me. Her name's Clara and, uh, She's been kind of helping me with the booking side of things, and she's just been amazing and able to find me all these different kinds of jobs. And through my website, I know I get inquiries. Um, so she's just—it's mostly her who's been finding me all these things. <laughs> been lucky. I have—I did the bars. I've done a few bar things, and that, yeah, I just—I get it. It's that—I mean, I'm lucky enough to be able to do the corporate events and not have to do the bars thing anymore because that's just brutal. 
So the private events that you were doing, those corporate events, I take it that those were not solo gigs. You must have had a band around you. Oh, uh, actually, no. They were mostly ninety-nine percent of them were solo. Wow, which is easy enough for me. Wow, <laughs> that's why. Yeah, I'm kind of just, just taking them as they come in. I get to show up with my guitar and you know do my thing, and that's it. I do ultimately want to have a band though to play like when I'm doing my own show because then it's just different energy, you know. Um, sure. But I was going to say that you don't have to divvy up the pay when it's a, a solo gig for a corporate event. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's why Ed Sheeran does so well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Guitar, no. Boy, oh, boy. Crazy. I am joined today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Los Angeles by singer, songwriter, guitar player Sam Wolf. Visit his official website at samwolfmusic.com. And remember, that's Wolf with two O's. I will put a link to it from the show page for this episode at nhte.net. From there, you will see links to all of Sam's social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. His music is on Spotify, so you can follow him on there. However, support Sam by purchasing downloads of his music. There are links on his website for both iTunes and CD Baby, so you can buy his original music. Keep up with Sam online so you can see where and when you can go see him perform live. I mentioned earlier about the Patreon for this show. Check out the bonus audio, which is ad-free, by going to the show website, nhte.net, and hit the orange-colored Support Us on Patreon button. It is only 5 bucks a month. And don't forget that another way that you can support this show is through your regular everyday purchases on Amazon. It's no extra cost to you, so you're able to support NHTE without taking extra money out of your pocket. Just go to the show website, nhte.net, Scroll down to the tall Amazon banner, and then once you click that, it will open their shopping app if you're on your phone, or it'll open their website if you're on your computer. Either way, at the end of the transaction, they will kick back a small percentage of the sale to me, which helps with the expenses that I have for putting out a new episode of this show every week. And no, I don't even see what you bought. So thank you for your support of the show through the exclusive ad-free bonus audio on Patreon, or by starting your online shopping through my Amazon banner. Sam, in mentioning your original music there, I'm told that you are due to release more new music soon. What details are you able to give out about that? Um, yes, I'm overdue. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, my my goal is, well, I'm just, because I just came out here to L.A., is putting out one song a month. So, definitely look for one at sometime this month, and I'll be, you know, tweeting about it once I... Have it, the dates and stuff, but um, one song a month is my goal for while I'm out here in wow. this next this next year. So, in that sense, do you already have at least one song written that you say, okay, now I can count on getting this one out in January, and then I'll work on one for February? Or... Yeah, I have like a group of songs right now, probably seven songs. Wow. Um, that are finished, but I need to record and then you know send it to one of my friends who does production, and then he sends it to one of his friends, kind of do some production on it. Um, but I have some, I have some backups in case, you know, Wow, wow. ready to go. <laughs> well, but I love that you have your network already set up because it's intimidating enough to move into a different state, not to mention to move to a place like Los Angeles, but then to be overwhelmed by a place like Los Angeles and say, okay, where am I going to go to record? And in this case, it doesn't necessarily have to be there. You've got people that you've worked with before that you can call on to use, and it doesn't matter if you're in Los Angeles or Boston. 
Yeah, I'm lucky enough that they are in, uh, in California out here. So ah, we've just been kind of like from Boston though. They they came out here. I'm kind of the last one of the group <laughs> ones in the group to, to make the move. But um, so yeah, I got that. I'm excited to just you know fresh start, the new year, new music. So the one song a month is that kind of something that you foresee to be. I don't want to say a pattern going forward, but so much more and more we're seeing that it's such a singles-driven industry that people don't really fall all over themselves to say, I have to release a full album. Do you subscribe to that theory, or is there maybe a happy medium no, that I, you no, can I'm, do? I definitely want to have an album, um, or multiple albums at some point. You know, just, but that being said, it's been you know, a couple of years now since... I've even really put out a song, so I'm kind of like a Sam Wolf song only. I mean, I've done a couple collaborations, but so I'm do like I just need to like for my own sake and for my fans and stuff. I want to give them the music that they missed, you know, the last couple of years. Well, what about 2020 in terms of performing live? Because now that you're out there, do you foresee playing anywhere and everywhere is it now i want to try to find private and corporate gigs again do you want to maybe go outside of la and california and and tour as you start to release some of this new music what what are you thinking in terms of live shows for this year yeah i'm definitely um once these songs come out you know one or two songs maybe i'll do like a promotion show i I want to do more sam wolf concerts you know there's some there's a few places that I want to maybe the Roxy or um, maybe the Peppermint Club, and then it's like certain smaller venues I want to I want to do that, and then along with the corporate stuff too, you know, be able to survive out here in the crazy place. No, no, it's cool <laughs> actually out here though. <laughs> well, it sounds to me though that the fact that you spent so much time out there during Idol, it sounds like you've been back since then. You've got friends that are already there. It won't be as much of an uphill battle starting someplace new as though it was someone who was showing up in a place they'd never been to before. Mm-hmm. Sure. No, I'm, I'm lucky and ready to, to do it this time. Well, I say that from the standpoint of the fact that you're able to list off clubs that you already know about that you'd like to play at. Obviously, you have a leg up, is my point, that... You're not mm-hmm. going to sit there and scratch your head and say, well, I know I'd like to play live, but I wouldn't even know where to begin to start because it sounds like you do already have some ideas. I do, yep. That's, um, yeah, it's been kind of coming back and forth out here. and so, yeah. Is it because you had been out there for Idol? Because being in Boston, I wonder, was there ever a thought of, I should move to New York? Because obviously people always talk about New York, L.A., and Nashville. Did you ever consider I should move to New York, or was it always if I'm going to leave Boston, it's going to be for Los Angeles? Um, yeah, I never really thought about living in New York. Not really my kind of place, <laughs> but Nashville, I would, I would try. I mean, I went out to actually right after American Idol. Um, one of the other contestants named Alex Preston, him and I, we moved to Nashville or outside of Nashville. Ah. And we got an apartment together for seven, eight months. Didn't really take advantage of being there. I didn't really, it's kind of a learning experience kind of thing. But I think L.A. was kind of the last or the next next stop that I had in mind. 
Well, and now that you're there, you're also in such close proximity that when you do go perform at the NAM show, you'll probably see so many people that you didn't even know were going to be there that all of a sudden your your couple start running over with all these people that you're able to look up that are very nearby now that you're there calling it home. Mm-hmm. Listeners, you heard me say earlier that I will be in California next week for the NAM show. I've also got Orlando in March to speak at PodFest Multimedia Expo, and I'll start off April in Las Vegas doing a speaking engagement there. I'm really going to be dialed into the Access Vegas newsletter as I get ready to start booking my flights soon and counting down the days to head there. When I logged in for the most recent issue of Access Vegas, one of the very first things I saw was a button to click under where it said, well over 100 exclusive tips to save you time, money, and hassle in Las Vegas. And when I clicked through there, I saw a long list of everything from parking tips to staying safe in Las Vegas to cheap gambling and eats to freebies and comps in Las Vegas, a bunch of stuff about hotels and resort fees, information about shows, transportation, and a whole lot more. And that's just in that one section of the latest newsletter. To start getting it in your inbox, go to my show website, nhte.net, click on the Access Vegas logo, and then when you're signing up, put in the code BRUCE to get $5 off. Don't forget, you'll even get access to their archives. Again, on nhte.net, click the Access Vegas logo, and during sign-up, use the code BRUCE to get $5 off. Sam, I would like to have you talk about that co-headlining opportunity that you had with the Doobie Brothers, War, and Jefferson Starship. How did you get the chance to do that, and what can you tell us about the whole experience? Uh, So I was invited to do that um, mainly because the concert was held in my hometown, which when I was on American Idol was considered my hometown, Bradenton, Florida. Um, And so... I heard about this fast and I was invited to perform. And then one of the guys, um, Del Couch, who's like a mentor to me in Bradenton, he was part of it and he kind of helped me get that spot. Um, so that was in 2014, Bradenton Winterfest. And I remember it was super windy. <laughs> um, played at short set. They went on, Dewey Brothers went on, or I think War went on first and the Doobie Brothers. Um, I didn't get to meet them, but it was a fun performance, a lot of people, good crowd, and yeah, great experience. And a different type of learning altogether than the learning that you're able to get from American Idol, because now this is, I'm actually on the same stage that the Doobie Brothers are about to perform on, and there's thousands of people in front of me as opposed to the studio audience and some TV cameras. Yeah, exactly. So it's definitely uh, put to the test. You are put to the test. Um, but yeah, it was fun. I mean, I feel more comfortable when I have a band. That time I did play with a band. So um, yeah, when I have a, the, the other people behind me, I don't have to worry about, you know, having to do, like, have it everything fall on me. I could have them to kind of lean on it. So that was awesome. Yeah, no doubt. Well, because we've talked about Nam a couple times, I do want to ask, what kind of guitar are you playing these days, and are you a gearhead at all? Um, I mean, I'm kind of new to the gear. There's little I know, but um, 
far as guitar. I am playing in a Martin, a double O. What is it? Oh, it's an OM28, I think. Okay. Um, I should know. I mean, I, I have a few Martins, but that's my, my guitar choice is an acoustic Martin. So then I guess you'll you'll be stopping by their booth for sure to to let them know that, that that's what you play. Yeah, no, definitely <laughs> want to see what they got. Um, but yeah, Martin, I'm a Martin guy. Well, it sounds like an exciting time between the move to Los Angeles and getting ready to put some new music out and performing at NAMM. It looks like 2020 is shaping up to be an exciting year for you. Yes, I'm hoping it is and planning for it. <laughs> good, good. Well, we're going to close today with another song of yours, one called An Old New Home. So before I let you go, tell the listeners all about this song, please. Okay, yep. So this is a song that I wrote that was part of that first, my debut EP that I released. And so I was living with my grandparents in Florida throughout high school and developed, I mean, I've just always been super close, both me and my sister with our grandparents. Um, I feel like more than, you know, the regular grandchild is with theirs. And so I lived with them and I kind of just wrote that song, I think about when I was first moving into there um, and then kind of having to leave. So it's like, certain things I remember and um, kind of just looking up to them mostly the songs about being grateful that I have them and to be in an old new home I, I kind of suck at explaining what my songs are about but. <laughs> <laughs> well let me ask you this I hope that your grandparents are still with us today but were they around they okay so they <laughs> were around when you wrote that song and, and they know that they were influential in you writing that yes they they know they were very supportive of it and um yeah they were they were happy with it too which was cool for me to to know (laughs) yeah so obviously they got to hear the song is the point yeah they did well that has to make them feel very special and and is it your your mom's parents or your dad's? Because I'm sure that whichever one of your parents it is that it had to make them feel special that you wrote about their parents. In my, it's my dad's parents. Yeah, I think, yeah, my dad's like one of my biggest supporters too. Um, it's not the biggest. And so he's, he's excited with anything that I put out and all my songs, which is so lucky to, you know, have. But that one, I'm sure it hit him a different way too. Well, so then when you were on Idol, being that you were 17, that means you were a minor. So was it your dad or were your parents both out there? Because I'm sure that they probably required at least one parent to be out there with you. Was that the case? My, uh, yeah, actually, it was my grandparents that came out. So they, ah. got, the, they got a little, um, they got the experience too. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. It was pretty crazy having that there. Well, Sam, I've enjoyed talking to you. Thank you for making time to do this today, and uh, hopefully we'll see you next week at the NAM show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Listeners, that will do it for another episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer, songwriter, guitar player Sam Wolf. Do visit his official website at samwolfmusic.com. And again, that's Wolf with two O's. 
I will put a link to it on the show page for this episode at nhte.net. And then be sure to engage with him on social media. So that means like his Facebook page, follow him on Twitter and Instagram, subscribe to Sam's YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. For that matter, tell him you heard him and his music on Now Hear This Entertainment. Remember that you can also follow Sam on Spotify, but you can do him one better by purchasing downloads of his music. There are links on samwolfmusic.com to his music on iTunes and CD Baby. Keep up with Sam online, not only so you can see where and when you can go see him perform live, but for announcements about his new music that you heard him mention that he is working on, hopefully a new song each month here in 2020. Don't forget that Sam and I will have some extra conversation over in the bonus content that's only available through Patreon. There's already similar audio up there already from each of the last two weeks' guests. It's only 5 bucks a month, and it's ad-free, and that's the only place you can get it. Go to the show website, nhte.net, hit the orange-colored Support Us on Patreon button, and that will take you to where you can gain access to the exclusive content. Remember also about scrolling down on nhte.net to the tall Amazon banner to start all of your shopping through them that way so that they can kick back a small percentage of the sale to help me with all the expenses I have for doing this show every week for what will be six years as of mid-February. For now, that will do it for episode 309. Thanks ever so much for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Sam Wolf. This is the one he just talked about. It's called An Old New Home. Eyes are closed, five hearts roaming around Memories told, our lives unfolded somehow We had so much time I'll make it through And I'll pay you what's due And I will hold on to you When I'm older and I realize the truth When I'm older and I don't have Don't have